All right, boys, we ready? Yep, all set. Marcus, is your mic plugged in and turned on? Yes, my mic is on. Tyler, what are the odds that you're actually in studio for this one? 80-20. 80-20, you're here, or 80-20, you're on the road? Don't worry about it. Play the intro! Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Someone sounds like they're coming on the train! <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is Paul Bissonette. And Mike Grinelli. Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I'm Matt from Surrey. U.S. Minster. North Van. And you're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jake Jude. McTavish for Calder, and I mean it this time. Marcus Keller. Plan the parade or blow it up. No in between. And Tyler Erlinson. Because Manko will get 40 goals this year. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast! Woo! <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. You are listening to episode 107. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even think. I just dove into that one. You are listening to episode 107 of the Vancouver Boys Podcast. I, this is a rarity, am your host this week, Marcus Keller. I am joined, as always, by my fantastic co-hosts, Alex Smith. Here... Yeah who doubles as an auctioneer. No, I'm, and, uh, what's his face? Dave. Yeah, from, from Storage, Storage Wars. Wars. Oh, yeah. sorry, no, he goes, yep. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, that's me. And Jake Jude. Buddy. Oh, no, we are not <laughs> making this a Storage Wars episode. <laughs> <laughs> that is not happening. This is a hockey episode, a hockey podcast, hockey episode. Stanley Cup Finals preview episode. Only get to say that once a year. I think. <laughs> but what? What? That's exciting. Sure. Got to hook the listeners early, right? Yeah. For all those Florida and Vegas fans. Yes. We have a huge population of that. Yes. There is also some Canucks news this week as they manage to crank out every week. Uh, before we get to all that fun stuff, though, it is time for everyone's new second favorite segment. That is second favorite to when Tyler is here and he can do the segment himself. But we have a damn good replacement. It's Alex's Gambling Corner. Oh, yeah. Brought to you by Betstamp. By using the Betstamp app, you can line shop across all sports books to ensure you're finding the best value available on your wagers. Betstamp allows you to track verified bets across all major sports books. This allows you to keep track of different accounts and build a more credible record. On Betstamp, you're able to follow other Betstamp users to be instantly notified when they are tracking picks. Following winning users is a great way to find new bets. And you can download the Betstamp app or sign in online. And if you're new, you can sign up with promo code VANCOUVERBOYS to help support the show. And remember, make sure to follow all gambling regulations in your area. Get in the corner. Get, get, get in the corner. <laughs> all right, Alex, take her away, buddy. Uh, yeah, we got, uh, the first game of the Stanley cup finals on that Saturday night. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to be gambling on it. Definitely going to be using bet stamp to find the yes, best odds. That's right. And I'm going to be putting my money on the Vegas golden Knights to take game one. Ooh, really uh, home court advantage. Uh, they've been there before. Uh, I think that they're just going to come out guns ablaze and take the first game. I'm also going to take Jack Eichel as a anytime goal scorer that game. Ooh, monkey off the back. Yeah, I think he's going to pop off. I agree. Yeah, he, he hasn't been doing anything crazy. So I think he's really going to show 
why he loves playoff hockey. So he's going to show why Vegas traded for him. Yeah, you will see why Vegas traded for him. So Vegas money line and Jack Eichel anytime goal scorer. Okay, that's pretty good. What was that Trevor Linden quote? Yeah, I, good question. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't didn't he have a quote from the nineties? No, oh, I can't. Tell oh if you're, no, no, if no! You're I'm goading me the, into this or not? But no, I'm not. It's the he will play right. Oh, that the he. Sorry, I thought you meant a different quote. What, what was you, the one you were thinking of? I don't want to talk about it. No, but, I'm curious now. What was it? I've just been traded. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> I like how you, like, he announced it himself. Yeah. Stop flipping cars. No. Wow. Jesus. I don't want to, I don't like this episode. This is stupid. All right, all right. What was it? No. The, oh, man, this just keeps getting bad and worse. The In 1994, in the finals, there was a famous quote to come out of it. But I wasn't thinking of that one. It was after game six, the New York Times interviewed Mark Messier. Mm-hmm. And he had a big quote that was in the Times the next morning on the front page where he guaranteed they would win game seven. Oh, yeah. And he did it. And yeah, but that that quote gets brought up a lot. So that's what I thought you were referring to. Oh, Lyndon guaranteed that the Canucks no. would win game oh. seven. That's a bad leader. No, that's what when you when you backed out, I thought you were gonna say no. That that's not how that happened. But anyway, I hate this storyline. So let's talk about something different. Are you done right. with your gambling corner, by the way? Just uh, that's um yeah. I mean, unless you want some PGA picks. You know what? Let's shut that down right now. No one here's PGA picks. No one here is Tiger Woods is winning the Masters. Uh oh, who are we gonna take? Take the Canadian Corey Connors. What are the odds there? Pretty low. The odds are forty-six to one. Oh, well, pretty good. I put twenty bucks down on that one. Put a dollar. Uh, yeah, put a dollar down. <laughs> I don't know. Twenty bucks would be. What's twenty times forty? Like four thousand? No, like six <laughs> six hundred six hundred bucks. Wait, no. <laughs> what, dude? Come on. No, because if it's four. Wait, 46 times 20, right? Yes. So that would be around 46. I guess it'd be around the 1,000 mark, would it not? You're closer with that, yeah. All right, there you go. 1,000 bucks what's, in what's your pocket. What's 4 times 20? 80. Stop. Why are you right? I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> what if it was in brackets? <laughs> what? What if it was in brackets? That doesn't change anything. Oh my Dude, lord! Why did why, you just give him a math question? Yeah, there, there was no follow up. <laughs> it just—you just, said it so weird that it made it sound wrong. So then I was like, "Wait, is it wrong?" I feel like I'm in preschool where people are just asking me random questions, no matter what I say. They're like, "Wow, good job, buddy." <laughs> hey, Marcus, what's the square root of nine? At least six. <laughs> no. no. Where was that guess from? What does square root mean? Oh. Less than. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> can, can we move on, please? This is not a math podcast. Can we have an episode where we just do the multiplication timetable? 
Okay, I'm, I'm not going to be on that episode. <laughs> we might fucking need to do it now. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Uh, Moving on. At least six. I'm going to get Marcus like a Rubik's Cube. Oh, no, I had one once. I broke it. <laughs> he peeled all the stickers off. Oh, he, he took the paint and just painted it all one color. <laughs> well, I had this done. <laughs> <laughs> Painted the whole thing black. <laughs> it's stupid. It's just a square. All right. Moving on. Let's get into what people are here to listen to because it is certainly not me doing math. I would listen to I that. would. You gotta Great. Figure out how to do math. I know how to do math. I just don't know what some words mean. Lucky for you, there's no words in math. Uh, oh, man. I, all right. Jet Wu. Woo! Wow, I dropped my phone. Sorry. Jet Wu, Abbotsford Canucks, Woo! Utica Comets legend, Jet Wu. He played for the Utica Comets? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we drafted him in 2018. It was that long ago, eh? Yeah. Wow. Abbotsford only had their first season in 2021 uh, 22. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he played at least two years uh, in Utica. Um, he has been re-upped by the Canucks to a one-year deal. Uh, it pays him $100,000 so long as he's in the AHL. Should he make the Canucks roster, it is $775,000. Huh. Too so much. He is com- too much. I don't know. It is a league min <laughs> plus 25000 Too much. <laughs> and it's, it's contingent on if he makes the NHL. That's yeah, way too much. Nah, so he just had his best season in the AHL so far. He looks like he's probably never going to be a big household name in the NHL. He does, however, look like he could get some minutes if there's some injuries and if the Canucks defense thins out even more than it already is. What do you guys think about that? Second second round pick, by the way, 2018. Uh, I think he'll be part of the competition with all the college guys that we drafted kind of battling for that bottom six spot. Uh, I don't see him making it, though. I don't think his game would translate uh, to playing that bottom defensive role. I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot of Jet Wu. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of Avatar. I know you guys have watched a lot more than me. But from what I remember, I feel like he's a lot more offensive. He is. Yeah, so I just don't see him. like He's kind of like another... Uh, what's his name? Um, Troy Stetcher. No, no, the guy... Or Jack Rathbone. Oh, Where yeah, he kind of yeah. like just doesn't really have a spot on the team. Yeah. And Rathbone, like objectively, is a more talented, like he's a better player. Yeah. So if Rathbone's not on the team, you know, what does that say about Wu, right? Jake, what do you think? Uh, every time I've ever seen him, I haven't really been very impressed, um, which is disappointing because coming out of junior, like he was, he was pretty sought after. And I felt that the Canucks stole him at, in the second round. A lot of people did. Yeah. Right. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm not really as high on him as I once was. And I think that this is kind of a make it or break it contract. And I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll get, you know, he'll improve a lot this year. But I wouldn't be too optimistic about Jet Wu. I don't know why, but whenever I think of Jet Wu, I feel like he just throws like the nastiest hip checks. He is a very physical player. He does throw He's a lot of He's not very big, big but he is physical. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like he just, like, like he throws nasty hip checks where guys just flip over top of him. Do you, wait, Jake, do you remember the game that we were... Or, no, we were all there. It was when we were in the suite at the Abbotsford game. 
that was that massive hit that he threw yeah. in the defensive end, right? <laughs> yeah, that was like that game. Yeah, when they were like blowing out the gulls. <laughs> well, he just, like, still, he like opened eyes. <laughs> oh, he just <laughs> killed someone. Yeah, and they were up by like five goals. Yeah, it was awesome though. The whole Abbotsford Center just jumped out of their seats. It was like, yeah. that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Was it, the, it was the game against the Roadrunners where the goalie got tossed. Yes, yes. That, yeah, that is what it was. Yeah, it was. that's right. Oh, that game was fun. Yeah. Oh, that was so great. <laughs> that that is, I think, all season the most fun I had at a hockey game this year. Yeah. That yeah, that includes so. the Vancouver Canucks. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It, I want to. I wonder what episode it was that we talked about that game. Um. I I don't remember yeah. off the top of my head. It, it's well, back, it would have been oh, around it, uh, Avery's birthday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. February tenth, we went to the game, so it would have right. been. Whatever episode yeah, yeah. we release the next week. Yeah, because we talked about the Vinny Arsenal fight where he was hyping everyone yeah. up. Yeah. And, yeah. Dude, yeah, and the goalie getting tossed. That was a great game. So there was much, so much that happened. Yeah. yeah. High scoring. Yeah, it was it was a great game. Yeah. And I say this every time we bring up Abbotsford, they know how to put on a show. Yeah. Like they know what the fans are there for and they play into it perfectly. Yeah. It's really too bad they got bounced in the playoffs because yeah. It would have been cool to see him make a deep run. Yeah. Who knows, and, maybe next year. Yeah, and the way they did. they Yeah, it, it was an exciting playoff run for what they had. But uh, Anyway, speaking of Wu possibly making the Canucks, that would mean a spot would have to probably open up on the defense. There are many more talks, and I might be stating the obvious here, but it's becoming increasingly popularized that Tyler Myers is probably going to get moved this offseason with reporters like Patrick Johnston actually reporting that the Canucks are actively trying to move his contract. I feel like his trade value is at the highest that it's been in a while after that uh, <laughs> tournament. No, genuinely. Like, he just won <laughs> really? gold. Yeah. I fucking hope not, man. He Why? Played, like, he, he was, was not a, good. He yeah, embarrassed he was on a gold, himself, and that's saying something. He was on a gold medal winning team. He was on Team Canada in the World Championships. If you don't win gold, there's a big problem. Did you see his tweet after? Yes. So funny. The worst. Or what was it? It was like, yeah. no, it was on, on Instagram. He posted a picture after of him holding, holding the trophy. And in the caption in quotes, it said worst team Canada roster ever. Yeah. Cause everybody was calling it the worst team Canada roster. Yeah. And then they won the gold, but barely. Did you guys watch that game? No, I, I didn't see it. I caught the like last little bit, but like Germany was up in the game. I think it was two to one. Yeah. Going into the third, I think. Yeah. Or the, yeah, it was like, Going into the third, it was either two one or two two, and then in the third period, Canada just took over. Yeah, but like who was on Germany's Germany? goal and he, or Germany's goal? He was so good. Uh, uh, but the only player I recognized was a uh, Cider. Yeah, Marit Cider. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, their goalie. I don't know if he's drafted or what his deal is, but he was playing amazing. That's what I mean. We're talking about a team of people that we couldn't even name versus actual NHLers from Canada, and we barely beat them. You know, speaking of goalies from the world junior. Or yeah. From the oh, world yes. And Canucks news. Yeah. And Abbotsford. We're gonna roll it all into one for this storyline. Archer Silovs. What? what a tournament. Yeah, seriously. So a lot of people might not realize this because so a lot of people know he took uh, Latvia to the bronze medal. They got it. That is Latvia's first ever medal in an international hockey competition. Really? Yep. They've never meddled before. He also on won home ice. on home ice too, which made it that much bigger. And they didn't beat like crap teams. Like in the bronze medal game, they beat team USA. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a total miracle run. No one was expecting this. Archer Silovs won player of the tournament. Player? He's a goalie. Yeah. Well, guess what, Jake? The IIHF <laughs> disagrees with your bullshit logic. <laughs> 
and called Silovs the player of the tournament MVP, and that is across all teams. That is not just the best player on Latvia. He was the best player in that tournament. Uh, he also got named to the All-Star team, which I'm pretty sure is just like a, it's another award, basically. It's not like an actual. Probably like best player at their position. Yeah, I remember even having that like lacrosse tournaments growing up. There was always like at the end of the tournament. I think someone from each team gets named to it, but I don't understand how. Anyway, um, yeah. Did you guys see the celebrations in Latvia after yeah, this? Yeah, it was insane. So they declared it a national holiday in Latvia. Over 150,000 people showed up to their city square to celebrate. That is, for those of you trying to visualize that, that is like selling out BC Place three times over. That is how many people showed up. I'm pretty sure that's like 80% of their population. Do you think as many people would have showed up if they won silver? So they lost that final game? That's a good question. Like, I know people always bring it up. Like, what is it better to win, silver or bronze? Yeah. Because you go out either on a loss or you go on a win. I feel like I'd rather win bronze. You definitely feel better after. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, like, logically you look at it, you want the silver, right? If you have to pick between the two. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It is you're funny. Also, like, you're not winning. It, like, you're getting a second place medal. Yeah, or same, at least same with bronze. You're getting a like, third place medal. But you're winning that third place. Yeah. You either lost the first place or you won the third place. Ask Leah Sanderson what he thinks. Ugh, yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, Alex, you remember that? Yeah, he tossed it over. Yeah, okay, well, I wasn't sure. You're younger than us, so I wasn't sure if you'd remember that. <laughs> that was like, that what, happened. four years ago? Yeah. <laughs> goo goo gaga. <laughs> Anyway, no, Alex just was in like elementary school when that happened. Yeah. No, that's just that's awesome for uh, Latvia that that happened. I also did a little researching. Latvia has 1.8 million people living in it. Okay, the lower mainland has slightly over two million people. Okay, Jake, what's the top two cities in Latvia? Fuck if I know. <laughs> oh, yeah, this guy earlier going, oh, I could name two cities in every country. <laughs> I didn't fucking say that. Yeah, I did. thought I, that's what you said. No, I didn't. I, I named two cities in Wales, and Alex was like, what the fuck do you know about Wales? <laughs> <laughs> what did I turn into? You, you could have genuinely made up those two cities, and I would... I, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have known either. Yeah, yeah, you guys have never heard of... Uh... Glerbenschberg. Glerbenschberg. <laughs> 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 yeah i have you seen that uh that clip from that newscast that one time and there was some city that had a, a name with like 30 letters long what uh oh i think i did yeah that's somewhere in like central europe isn't it <laughs> in wales oh is it in wales yes. oh okay i guess it's, i guess it's in west europe yeah. then yeah that is where wales is i'm somewhat confident <laughs> wales is north europe is there a north yeah europe? but like northwest europe jesus Geography and math with Marcus. Hey, Alex didn't know that one either. Know what? Well, what's the square root of seven, Alex? Jesus. <laughs> At least I tried. I tried to answer. Alex just laughs. It's a big joke for Alex. He has no idea. <laughs> Look. He's still laughing. Marcus, what's the square root of seven? There's no square root of seven. Well, it's a decimal, but yeah. What 
Wait. Well, there's no whole number. Hey, there's no square root of nine either. Yes, there is. Asso- it's three. The square root is... Oh. Uh, <laughs> it's a number squared. So it's like three times three. Yes. Jesus Christ. Oh, so then seven would be like 3.4 repeating. No. Why would the no. square root of seven be more than the square root of nine? <laughs> because it's actually at least six. <laughs> Wait, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, wait, no, I see where I made a mistake now. I, I, I think I get it. Yeah, that was coming to the podcast this week. Yeah. Um, okay, I got to find some more stories here. Right. So shift gears, shift gears, Mike. <laughs> so as we were saying earlier, Canada did win gold at the same tournament. Um, Tyler Myers and Ethan Bear were both on the team. Both made very minimal impact. Tyler Myers will be most remembered for his laying down in the defensive zone right in front of our net while we got scored on. That's gonna. Blocking the ability of the goalie to slide across the net. Yeah, pretty much just... He was basically acting as a sixth forward for who... I don't even remember who we were playing in that game. It was probably... Oh, Switzerland. It was Switzerland. That's right. Tyler Myers helped us lose to Switzerland. I want everyone to remember that. Um, Yeah, they they won gold. And here's the... This is why I was going to bring it up. This is how awesome this is for Latvia. They have a huge, basically, parade downtown where all these people show up. Most Canadians probably don't know that we won gold in this tournament. It's such an expectation here that there's just no one cares. This is so awesome for Latvia. I, I really do almost wish that they would have won gold. Because I, I think it's great for the sport of hockey. It's great for the country of Latvia. And again, to Canadians, it really doesn't mean anything. Because the real, the real prize is being won over here. I wonder if that stops players from going to play. Because it's so expected to get gold that if they don't. Yeah. It's more of like if it's it's gold yeah. or bust, pretty much. That definitely has to be part of it, right? Yeah. Like why risk their health? To well, compete? health, like, uh, uh, what's the term? Like, not fame, but like, uh, pride. Yeah, kind of pride, like fame, reputation, status? reputation, or, reputation, yeah. status. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like okay, you better win gold. If so you like, don't, we're gonna be mad at you. Yeah, you have so nothing it's like, to okay, gain. Okay, might really. might as well not go then. Mm. Yeah, like even like like we talked about before. Even if McDavid, McKinnon, and um, Crosby were in that tournament, no one's watching, right? Outside of Latvia and probably the European countries that are there, no one is watching that tournament. All the games are happening at like three in the morning here. I think no, it's like six, seven, and eight a.m. Yeah, okay. So I'm I'm asleep or working for all of those. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, moving on to a player that I actually want to be on the Canucks next year. Elias Pettersson's agent had some comments. Uh, he, he was interviewed on the Dolly and Dolly show. The what? The Donnie and Dolly show. Oh. <laughs> you did not say I that. said Donnie and Dolly the first <laughs> try. Um, uh, his agent, by the way, is J.P. Berry, uh, who represents quite a few Canucks. Actually. Yeah, you've definitely brought him up before. Yeah. So uh, I don't have the names off the top of my head. Oh, uh, Quinn Hughes being one of them. Uh, Wouldn't that also make him Elias Pettersson's agent? That is what I am talking about. Oh. Is that Pettersson's agent? Yeah. Yeah, he's also Quinn Hughes' agent. Ah, yes, okay. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay. All right, welcome back. Uh, So, J.P. Barry 
went on and said, I think we're going to watch the market for RFA players who are already out there a little bit this summer. But I think that in the talks that we've had with the Canucks, they do want to get together sometime this summer or early fall to get the contract done because we do have until next year to do this. They want to get it done pretty well before the season starts. Oh, that's a brilliant idea. Right? Um, in the next few months, we're going to try to talk about the future. He also went on to say, I've been in close contact with Pedersen. He's, he's thinking about it. He thinks it's going to happen. He's excited to sit down this summer. We're going to talk about staying here long-term. That is the plan right now. Good sign. No. Yeah, I was going to say bye-bye. Wait, I'm very confused. So Pedersen, Pedersen's agent is saying he wants to stay in Vancouver long-term. Why is this bad? Well, you think he's going to say that he wants to leave? <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he's an RFA. Uh, he, yeah, he, Vancouver, beautiful city, very nice. No, he didn't do that. No, but like, <laughs> even if he didn't want to stay, he's not going to come out and say that. Obviously, yeah. he's going to say that he wants to stay. Yeah, I think, you think John Tavares was like, yeah, I'd, I'd really love to leave oh, Okay, this we, can't, we, we, we can't take every, every player that wants to stay where they are and say, oh, remember John Tavares? No, like, John, Johnny Gaudreau? I don't think J Johnny Gaudreau did that, though, did he? I don't think he did. No, but, like, he's not going to come out and say that he does or he doesn't. He's obviously, he's obviously going to say that he wants to stay. Yeah. And he probably will if the price tag is right. Yeah. But that really is what it comes down to. I, like, this guy is going to ask for so much money. And he deserves it Well, all. that's just it. Is he does deserve it. He's also I, an RFA, so why the hell are they trying to sign him now? You know? Well, what... What's the other option? Let another team bid on them and then... No, that's not how it works. I think yeah, if they is. don't get the contract done before the season starts, he's going to get way more money because I feel like he's going to do really well this season and so is the Canucks and that's just going to skyrocket. I think because you value. think that he won't. You think he won't sign? Well, no, I think that because everyone expects him to have a really good season, that raises the value of the contract. I think you have to let him earn it. Right? Well... I think he has. I think also it's got to be motivation for him. He wants to have a really good season so that he gets paid. Yeah, if you but, pay him now, the motivation's gone. Yeah, but then you could look at it the other way too and say, okay, well, if we wait to pay him and he is motivated and he has one really good season this year, then we just got to pay him even more. Like, like think about it right now. Say he, he, say they're true to their word. He signs a max year term contract, eight years. Yep. What's he worth? In your opinion, Jake, what in, is he worth? In my opinion yeah. right now? Like your GM, his agent is at the table. You are giving him one offer, take it or leave it. Are we what? talking about so, Canucks? Y yes. You okay. you have magically replaced um, uh, Patrick Alvin. I'm going to say 9.75. No. Double digits for sure. Yes. I very much agree. I think he'll make closer to like Mitch Marner money. I think he's going to round out around 10 and a half. I would agree with 10. So, okay. Just so we're clear, that's a difference of $750,000 a season. Yeah. But you need those is, double digits. Yeah. That, that'll be important to him. Yeah. To say that like, I'm in this class of players. Yeah. Okay. Fine. 10 mil then. <laughs> no, no, no. 10 and a half. 10 and a half. <laughs> no, he's got to have numbers Christ. after. Yeah. Cause you can't just be okay, at 10 we, million. We fucking agree here. Taxes. So here's my point then. If that's where he's at, what does he have to do to earn more than that much money by the end of the season? If he's worth 10 now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I get like what's the what's the harm in waiting until then? Because what if then he's worth 11? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. What is the metric we're using to say, okay, this is how he's going to be worth 11. He comes out this year and has a 110-point season. With like Selkie nominations or something. Yeah, which last year he was fifth in Selkie nominations and he had a 99-point season. So he's kind of falling just outside of that like elite class of players. He moves into that. Those are number changing. Yeah, and I think if he does, then he's worth the extra money per year. I think it's worth the gamble to wait. But let's say, okay, so what would you say would deplete his value? If he has a pedestrian season. So In which what, case, what you is can, that to you? Well, I mean, he's your number one guy. So if he has any less than, I don't know, I'd say 80 points, then that's gonna, yeah. that's going to tank his value. That, you're right. It would right? too. It and would. so what I'm saying is it can't hurt to wait. Yeah. And then maybe you sign him for a deal that's a little bit cheaper. And then maybe he has a bounce back after that or whatever, right? I mean, 80 points isn't even a bad season. It's just not what you want out of a player that's making double digits. So that's all I'm saying. Like, it doesn't hurt to wait. That's the only point I'm trying to make here. I, I don't say this often, but I, I got to admit, man, you kind of turned me on that one a little bit. You're right. For, <laughs> don't say this often. No, yeah, well, he doesn't like to no. agree with me. <laughs> no, well, this show would be really, real. It's not worth agreeing with you. <laughs> this show would be real fucking boring if all it was was Marcus going, you know what? Jake's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? The National Predators are a really good team. They did get robbed in 2017. That was a goal. He does deserve a statue. And we should keep raising banners. And he's not short. Uh, no, I, I do agree with Marcus and Jake. I, I, I think... Holy you, cow. You, wow, you, really you got both point. of yeah. us stroking us both <laughs> up here. We, everything's great. We all just agree with each other. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, we're all best friends. <laughs> exactly. We, we said before this, this is going to be a debate episode. It's <laughs> the most we agreed on. <laughs> if Tyler was here and agreed, this would be like the biggest turning point yeah. in podcast no, history. He wouldn't know. He'd say train him for Wawrinski in line. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. He'd, oh, if I was the GM, he'd already be in Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there, there's an old joke. That's for the real yeah. fans out yeah, there. Wow. It doesn't, we made that joke so often, but you're right. It is a bit of an it, old joke. Yeah, it's now. been a while since that one's come yeah. up. I think it was probably around January last time when we all made trade proposals. Yeah. And Tyler's was like a 10-player trade to Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> we basically just <laughs> traded organizations. Seth Jones is yeah. <laughs> coming back from Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Anyway, m- moving on to players that shouldn't be in Vancouver. What Like, if, if I name... If you had to name a player that would just never under any circumstance come to Vancouver because it would just not make sense and it would not jive with the fans would hate it. Marcus, there's a lot of answers to this. Yeah. Okay, pick one that's just like a natural, like would not fit and the fans would hate it. Patrick Kane. Probably true. Alex? Bo Horvat. Wow. All right. Milan that's... Lucic. Oh, that's a good one. And we have a winner. There are rumors right now that Milan Lucic is looking to come to Vancouver next season. I mean, he can look. His contract is over, so that the money's not an issue anymore. The Canucks are desperately lacking in grit. And Milan Lucic recently went on a show and said, it's every hometown boy's dream to play for his hometown. 
And if Vancouver called, I would be really interested in taking it. It's so funny because I remember a couple of years ago after a game here, he went out to a bar and he got assaulted, and he's like, "I fucking hate Vancouver. I never want to come back." To that was show. 2012. That yeah. was, was like really. That was months after the finals. That was yeah. also when uh, his place or like his elementary school or something to do with his family where he grew up got like uh, tagged. And so like, they, there were two like things. Everything. There were. Two, you're almost right. A couple times there were two things that got tagged with with like spray paint. Yeah. His grandma's home. That's what it was. His grandma's house and his church. Damn church. Like, you know, there does come to a point where I really can't defend Canucks fans anymore. I think spray painting someone's grandma's house is probably a pretty good place to draw the line. But despite all that, he still wants to come here. I want to know how they found out what church he went to. Dude, they found his grandma's house. Yeah. <laughs> that, that seems harder to do. You know, at church, at least there's a mass of other people there. You can go, oh, hey, Luan Lucci's just here every Sunday. That's weird. Yeah, they, they, they might have even, like, put his jersey up on the walls. Like, Oh, no. Uh, yeah. they, no, no way. Yeah, they put it over the Jesus on the cross. <laughs> yeah, I belong to the church of Luan Lucci. <laughs> Everybody's got bleached hair. <laughs> Frosted <laughs> tips. They're all just fucking meatballs. Yeah. Oh man. They all have dad bods and walk like bodybuilders. There's grunt. Oh, man. Missing teeth. Anyway. Is it I think it's time that we are For over that twenty eleven Boston Bruins team. I'm there. There is one player that when he is gone from the league, I, I will not care about the Bruins anymore. Who? Like, you know who? Brad Marchand. Mark, oh, really? Once, once Marchand is go, either traded or out of the league. Really? I don't care about Boston. I think anymore. he's he's a good enough player to where it's like you know what? He's good enough. Can't hate him. <laughs> no, that I will. I will never get to that point ever. I don't know. Like, I feel like I don't care how much growing he did. He did what he did. Like we have no players left on that team. So nobody from Vancouver, like in the in the locker room, is gonna hate Lucic. They have no reason to No, well no, it's not about the guys in the locker room. It's it's a, largely about the fans, right? Yeah, but like but, but even Lucic wasn't even like a crazy like he was just on the team. Yeah, he was very good. He was a big part of that team. But like, I'd be he lying wasn't, if I he said wasn't he what he was now. Where he's just like, you know, he's... No, like, now he's a fourth-line bum. Yeah, but, like, he's not... He wasn't tossing bodies as much as he is now back oh, then. Oh, he was doing it more back then. <laughs> you think so? Yeah, he was tossing it the same amount, but he could actually skate back then. Hmm. He but, might also help the culture in that locker room. It, uh, that's a tough sell. I I'm kind of liking this idea of Lucic coming back. That, that's where I'm at, is I guess... Here's what I'm... I'm trying to take the emotion out of it. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I, you have to take the emotion out of it yeah. to even, like, yeah. think about it. Because for people that have listened to this long enough, one player that I've rallied for the Canucks to try to take a run at before is actually Ryan Reeves. I think Reeves would be a really good fit for the Canucks. I think Pedersen needs a bodyguard. He needs someone to help him out, right? Lucic is a guy that people... Not that he fights that much... But people are afraid of him, you know? He makes you think twice before you take a run at a star. We don't have anyone like that right now, right? We had Luke Shen for a bit. He's probably not coming back, especially after that run with Toronto. 
you know, I just, I think that emotion removed, sure, I would love to have Reeves, but I think Milan Lucic makes sense. You sign that guy to like a one by one. Yeah, I'll, I'll take him at that. And, yeah. and I think that's an improvement and a, a genuine net positive to the team. It's it's something that I feel like the Canucks have been missing for a really long time. Our fourth liners have always been kind of like skillish guys that can move up the lineup. It feels like we haven't really had like a a straight enforcer on this team in a really long time. Yeah, Alaska was probably like what Tom Sestito. Yeah, and he left in like 2015. Yeah, yeah, it's Zach Cassian, I guess around that yeah. time too. But like, but yeah, you're right. We're talking about guys that left seven years ago yeah we need guys that aren't afraid to just drop the mitts and like yep. that's what you're asked to do on the team because we don't have anybody that can fight nobody that can stick up for all of these young players that we're trying to come up and develop and let them play their skill game yeah but if they get rocked on the ice nobody's going to go defend them yeah and, and i've always been a believer that if a player wants to be on your specific team they're just going to play better you know, I think that Luch would have a better season here than probably most other places. I also feel like he's going to turn into the punching bag, especially if we get rid of Myers. Oh, yeah. Like every yeah. tiny little mistake he makes is going to be like, oh, he's secretly still working for the Bruins. Like, <laughs> no. I just think he's going to be so bad that he's going to get dissected, like how Myers gets dissected. Every single bad thing that he does. Is yeah, just but, all but, over no matter, but no matter what player you get rid of, there's always going to be another one. That's what I mean. So I think Lucic, if he were to come him. in, it's going to be him. Yeah, yeah. He Lucic is him, for sure. Jake, you on board with that? Oh, yeah, totally, yeah. Okay, yeah, I could tell that you were getting pretty passionate over mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Um, it's about all I got for Canucks news this week. Uh, no, no major, major, major storylines, but I, I think that stuff is uh, it's always worth hearing about for the fans. Uh, like to keep tabs on them, especially when you know the playoffs are on. No one else is going to talk about them. So uh. yeah, I feel like we're not going to have like big Canucks news until it kind of gets after the playoffs and closer to draft time, and we're going to start hearing about who the Canucks are going to trade for and where Brock Besser is going to get traded and what pick we're getting. Oh, <laughs> sorry, that made me think of something. Uh, I saw something that Chicago is in talks with Vancouver about getting um, our pick at eleven. And going back would be one of our bad contracts, which is apparently looking to be uh, Connor Garland. In my opinion, bad idea. You think so? I, I think there are better ways we can shed the cap. I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen this story before, right? Look at Arizona. We shedded cap and traded a pick away. Now that pick is really good. Those contracts would have been over and we could have started building something. Instead, we traded a piece of our future away and we actually made our cap situation worse. Yeah. Right. It just, I, I don't want to see them do that again. I think I really do believe that there are teams out there that would see more value in Connor Garland than that. I could see giving up that pick. If you were getting rid of like OEL at like $7 million a year for the next four years. Sure. Then you give up a pick like that, but a top 15 pick in a draft this deep, uh, I wouldn't give that up just to get rid of Connor Garland, who in my opinion is still a valuable player. Right, the contract sucks, but he's not a bad player, so I I wouldn't do that. Yeah, I do hope that they. I mean, it makes sense to like in in both parties' favor. Like Chicago's not going to be good; they need draft picks. Canucks want to be good; they need to get rid of cap, and we need draft picks because we're not good enough yet. Yeah, I don't. They can make a deal work. I think the Canucks are going to trade the pick. 
They might, but I just, I really hope they get something of value back. I hope they don't do it just to clear cap space. Yeah. Only time will tell. Yes, it will. Speaking of the time. Yeah, I think it's time we jumped into the inbox. Heard some of what you guys have to say. Okay, in the inbox this week, let's see what we've got. Uh, we've got a question from one listener saying, is it just me or has Jack Eichel been close to unnoticeable this playoffs? And in brackets says, is he a bust? Let's go to our resident, what's the term? Resident Vegas fan? Is that the right term? Um, I, I guess, except you're, you're definitely using it wrong if you're implying that either me or Jake is our resident Vegas fan. Out of all of us, it's Jake. He's been rooting for them. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. It's mostly because he picked them in his bracket. Yeah. But yeah, you're, you're right. Jake, what do you think? I am not a Vegas fan. No? Not even close. Also, I think it's kind of unfair to say that Eichel's been... What, what did they call him? Unnoticeable okay, was, the, was the term. Because he's got 18 points in 17 games. He's over a point per game in the playoffs. So, like... I think they're talking about more, like, I guess, big-time moments. Yeah, he hasn't had... Like, he's definitely not Captain Clutch out there or anything. Yeah. Like, he's not scoring the big goals at the big moments. But, yeah, I, I agree. He's he's not playing bad. He's just not, like, shining in the spotlight. I think know? there was just a lot of pressure on him because this is his first playoffs ever. Um, But I don't know. I don't think it's really fair to say he's been unnoticeable. I mean, you bring in Eichel for his offensive touch, right? And he's kind of brought that. He's a he's a threat when he's out there. And last week I said that I think that he could come out and win the con Smythe. And I think that there's still merit to that. Um, Vegas has just been a very consistent team. They really haven't had any standouts. I know Marcia so scored a couple big time goals, but like ultimately I think it's just a pretty well rounded team. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit unfair to say that uh, Eichel's been unnoticeable. However. Um, you know, maybe the finals is when he really breaks out and and earns himself a Conn Smythe nod, which I think he might do. Yeah, I agree. It's it's has anybody really been noticeable on Vegas? And I don't mean that as like everybody's been bad. Just no, they're, they're been all pulling so their weight, and yeah. like they're so. Yeah, there's no Matt. There's no Matt Kachuk on the, on the yeah on the Nets. yeah Kachuk has been like unreal as far as clutch, right? Just in that last series alone, two overtime winners. And a game winner with five seconds left on the clock to punch their ticket to the finals. And even earlier in the playoffs, you had like Verhage, who basically dominated um, game seven against the Bruins. And like, yeah. you have these players who have had fantastic performances and really stood out. But maybe that's why Vegas has got as far as they have is because, you know, and correct me if I'm wrong, but they never went to a game seven. Oh, no. Did they have a game seven against the Oilers? Who's that? Sorry. No, they, they went the Golden Knights. They went yeah. game six. They went game six, right? Yeah. 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 So they've had a consistent and steady run to the finals and they've not dominated, but they've been the better team very obviously through the whole thing. So I think it's kind of, yeah, I just think it's un unfair to say that he's been unnoticeable. That, I, I would agree with that. Like, yeah, I, unnoticeable. I, I don't want to say that makes you a casual because I'm not one of those guys that's going to like take it that seriously but if, if you really watch the game you will notice him and you'll notice him in a really good way also the offense for vegas is in my opinion it's become a bit predictable like they kind of do the same thing every time they have the puck in the offensive zone 
and it's centered around their defense, right? Like they gain the zone, they try to make a play on the net. When it doesn't work, they cycle it back to the point. They get a shot on net, they go for a rebound, try again, then they cycle it back again, right? It, it's so yeah. obvious. They do the same thing every time. And but it's effective. It is, but because of that, the defense get a lot of opportunities. So players like Theodore and Petrangelo, they get a lot of attention as being, oh, they're great playoff performers, when in reality, it's just the offense is centered around them. It's that same argument that, like, Bo Horvat was great in Vancouver, and then he dropped off in New York. Well, yeah. that's because the power play was centered around him scoring goals, right? So it's yeah, like... he was the centerpiece Exactly, right? So it's like, I just think it's so unfair to say Eichel's been unnoticeable. Because, like I said, it's, it's the, the offense isn't designed around Eichel scoring goals, right? He gets opportunities and he has scored goals and he's got points, but most of their offense, their entire system is designed around getting the defenseman, the puck at the point to have open shots, or in most cases, deflected redirections, those kinds of goals, right? That's, that's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Fair point. Uh, moving right along in the inbox, uh, we have a question. And I know Jake just talked a lot, but I, I really want to throw it back to him for this one. What are your thoughts on John Hines getting fired? Oh, yes. And Andrew Brunette coming in as the next head coach. It, Bo- both it, decisions, by the way, coming from brand new GM, or who's finally in control anyway, mm-hmm. Barry Trotz. Declare it a national holiday. Pull it. Yeah, yeah, I guess you've used up everything else. Say banners, done, <laughs> yeah. statues, no, done. Give them a day. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what, what, did, what did Latvia do when they won? What, what did they... National holiday? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, holy shit. This is the most exciting thing since... Since, since the since final... Since Pecorino's statue. Yes. Sorry. Sorry. I'm yeah. done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. That it's, was the last one. Yeah. Good one. Um, it, <laughs> It, honestly, it's just so exciting. Uh, Hines was horrendous. He was hated by the players. He was hated by the fans. He was just a train wreck from start to finish. And so I'm so glad he's gone. And the guy they brought in, I forget his name, um, but I'm, I don't know much about him, so I'll have to comment more on it in the future when I'm more prepared. But, yeah, I'm just so happy that Hines is out and that there's a new regime that's going to come in. And hopefully, hopefully, by some miracle, They'll actually be able to develop young talent, and the future of this team looks a lot more bright. Because, yeah. But anyway, like I said, the only thing bright about John Hines was the reflection coming off of his head. So I'm so happy he's gone, and we're into the new era. Does this, and I know it's just one move, and maybe to some it was even an obvious move to make, but does this boost your confidence in Barry Trotz at the helm? Um... Not really, because I don't think Barry Trotz is truly on his own yet. <laughs> like, even uh, though, you know, this was, I guess, technically his first move as GM, yeah. I still think he's being heavily influenced by David Poyle, right? Like, and, and he's going to be, right? Yeah, there, that, there that is a the passing idea. of the torch going on here. Right, like, that was the idea, is that Trotz would kind of be the successor for Poyle. Um, and, and he's going to make a lot of decisions that Poyle influenced. And I don't think we'll really see Trotz truly take charge until maybe even a year down the road. So, um, but yeah, this is an excellent start. He's definitely endearing himself back with the fans. I mean, the fans love Trotz, right? Like, he didn't have to do this, but given that he did, it's only going to increase his uh, his approval rating in Nashville. So he's off to a great start. All right. Last question. This one, I'll throw this one out to everyone. And th- this is kind of breaking news to me, but I've done some research and it's true. 
Alex Ovechkin has applied for a patent in in Russia to try to um I, I don't I don't really know how to explain this. Um <laughs> he is trying to become the trademark owner of the phrase Russian machine never breaks. <laughs> do you do you guys know what this is in reference to? No. So a, like a long time ago, um he was asked in an interview like, wow, you know, Alex Ovechkin, you never get injured. You're never out of the lineup. Like, like, why is this? You know, why are you never hurt? And his, his response was, Russian machine never break. <laughs> so, yeah. He is now trying to say anyone who uses that is going to pay up some royalties. Yeah. Because he now, or is at least attempting to legally own that phrase. Yeah. And you know what? The thing I used to be most excited about in Alex Ovechkin's career was that he was going to break Gretzky's goal record. I'm now much more excited about the merch line he's probably going to roll out called Russian Machine Never Breaks. I, I will buy that t-shirt, and I will wear it with pride. You want to know something crazy? What's that? So, remember how I said a couple years ago this happened? Well, yeah. When the whole interview with Ovechkin? I shit you not. Um, Tyler and I were joking about that so much, like we had an inside joke about it that one year for his birthday, we printed him a custom t-shirt with Russian machine never breaks on it. Ooh, good thing. We got that on record. So, you know, that we printed it before that was patented. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Mr. Ovechkin. Yeah. It was just a harmless birthday present. <laughs> I wonder if he still has it. It's too bad. He's not on this episode. Yeah. Which we never really mentioned. Yeah. Much. I feel, uh, shoot. I feel like the way I said that made it seem like he's going to be a surprise guest later. He's not. He, yeah, no, he was unavailable to make it today. He is working very hard to keep the lights turned on in the <laughs> studio. So, uh, yeah, he was not able to make it today. But, uh, buddy, if you're listening to this one, we miss you, and we can't wait for you to get home. And we're going to move into our new studio pretty soon, too, because Tyler's yeah. moving houses, which means we're moving studios. Yeah, it's like two weeks, three weeks. Yeah, about two weeks. So uh, we should almost warn people, too. There could be some growing pains involved there. There could be an episode or two where we don't really have a studio, so things could get a little hairy. Yeah. But right now, the plan is still not to miss an episode. We try very hard to do that. So uh, anyway, that'll be coming up soon. The inbox is all dried up for this week. Thank you all for your questions, comments, and takes. Remember next week to submit yours to our inbox story on Instagram. Uh, we'll head over to the other side. We'll talk about the rest of the NHL. We'll talk about a goof of the week. We'll get you up to speed on the playoff or the, uh, the Stanley Cup finals, which is about to happen. And, uh, oh, trivia. And we're going to give you a trivia question in the break. So oh, stick around for that. We'll be right back after the break. All right, Alex, take it away with this week's trivia. This week's trivia. Who has won the most con Smice in NHL history? Ooh. You will get the answer at the end of this episode. How long have they even been giving that out? A while. Like, I wonder if they had it, like, in the 20s and 30s. The earliest winner was Jean Bellevue. 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 French. Jean Bellevue? I have. I thought it was Bellevue. Does it, does it say what year he got it in again? Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think here. Like 65. 65. Okay. 
Um, you want to take a guess at who has the most? I do actually. I I don't think you'll get it. But when I say it, you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of players that won multiple times in their prime because I feel like that's the only way to really do that. I believe by that point, Rocket Richard was already kind of not quite in his prime anymore. I don't think. Do you want to know how many they won? Yes, three. Three. Okay. Lemieux only got the two cups. I think. Yeah. Yeah, you got the two with Yager. Um, I'm almost thinking like that um, That Islanders run in the 80s. I would guess like Mike Bossy. But no, because he wouldn't have won it in three consecutive years. Oh, no, because they won it four years in a row. So it could have been three out of four years. Find out at the end of the episode. Oh, Crosby? Because I know Kane didn't win it all three years for Chicago. Trying to think who else would have won it for Pittsburgh. I think it was Crosby. I'm going to guess Crosby. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Saros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back to the second half of the Vancouver Boys podcast. <laughs> See what I tell you? Good, right? Yeah. Um, we have a lot to get to in the second half. Maybe we got into some copyright issues, though. Yeah, well, I'm not going to play that in the podcast. <laughs> okay. You're never going to know what we just did, but it was funny. <laughs> um, we got a lot of hockey news for you. We have a lot of Stanley Cup finals news. But first, as always, we got to jump to everyone's second or third favorite segment. Uh, How do you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of taking it to get well, because we already said Alex's gambling corner is the second favorite segment behind right. Tyler's surprise bet or money line right which has to be their favorite they, i'm i've decided that that is everyone's favorite right now let's get to my second favorite <laughs> wait alex what's your favorite segment yeah probably canucks news really no <laughs> such a casual yeah. <laughs> yeah he leaves after canucks news yeah not probably uh, trivia you came up with this week's trivia yeah trivia is always fun yeah it's fun i like thoughts Thoughts is good. Thoughts is good. Thoughts Th- hasn't been good in a while. Thoughts makes me not regret coming here. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> anyway, right, let, yeah. let's get to the segment I was trying to get to the first time. What a goof! That's right. Welcome to the biggest goof of the week. This is my segment, my part of the show, where I go to find a story that involves a player, coach, team, organization, whatever, what have you. Bring up the story with the guys, and we have a chat Fuck. about it. And this week, they forgot to record. Dude, uh, I, I did. I got oh, it. you got it. Oh, we got it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't wait, know when wait. to stop it though. That was the thing because you kept talking. Oh shit. Okay. But I stopped it at nine forty nine. I'll take it. No, that's very slow. You were being. Very yeah, you were slow trying to go today. sub eight. Yeah. Okay. That was a very slow time. I'm very yeah. not pressed. Okay. Impressed. Well, we got to be more consistent with the timing, so I know right. not to fuck around. All right, we'll, we'll try. We'll try again next week. We'll try right. again next. Okay, week. so well, nine and a half. Because the last time we recorded the time, I got a penalty for stumbling. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so this week's goof of the week is the Boston Celtics. Oh, you had me so excited with the first half there. <laughs> I was hoping there was a, a headline I didn't know about. No, no. So the Boston Celtics had the chance to make history this week 
They were down 3 nothing in the Eastern Conference Final of the NBA, and they fought all the way back and forced a Game 7 in which they got blown out. It wasn't even close. Yeah, laid an yeah. egg. Can you imagine getting blown out in Game 7? Game 7 at home after <laughs> everything just... It depends on what you <laughs> consider a blowout, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I would say I think they got blown up by about forty points. Yeah, see so. that's whoa, what I mean. Whoa, whoa. Okay, like up a forty. What was it? Thirty? It was like twenty, I think. But uh, like they they kept them to like under. I think it was ninety points. Yeah, yeah twenty is a blowout. Four is not. Moving on. <laughs> anyway, so I guess there's the goof here is coming so close to making history, and uh, and just falling flat on your face. Yeah, uh, <sighs> tough look. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do this off season after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Coming that close to history, like 150 teams have been down three, nothing and, uh, zero of them have won the series. Yeah. Really? It's in, never happened it's in the never NBA. Happened. It's never happened in the NBA. That's what in, in, um, hockey it's happened. What? Like four times, four five times, time? four, four times. Yeah. 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 They almost did it. And yeah, yeah. but it's also because stunk parody in the NBA isn't isn't the same as in the NHL. Like the fact that an eight seed is in the finals in the NBA is insane. Yeah, like in the NHL, it's crazy, but like, but it know, happens. It happens, right? Like Nashville was the eight seed when they made it. LA was the eight seed when they made it in 2012. Like it happens in the NHL. In the NBA, it never happens. Yeah, their odds to win the title at the start of the season were 150 to 1. Wow, I would have dropped 20 bucks on that. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> That'd be like betting on the Buffalo Sabres to win the cup. Nah. Nah, it'd be like betting on Florida. <laughs> no. They're the eighth seed. No. But yeah, it's it, it's definitely a lot different NHL to NBA. And yeah, they were this close to uh, history. And couldn't do it. Yep. Well, let's see if Miami can make history and win it. I'd love if they did. If Miami and Florida won. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about just teams in the finals yeah. that aren't usually in there? Like, in the NBA, you have the Nuggets and the Heat. Yeah. I guess the Heat have been there, but, like, the yeah, Nuggets, are they're ne like, this is the first time the Nuggets have ever made it to the uh, finals. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. It was also the first time they'd ever swept a team in the playoffs, and it was the Lakers. Oh, cool. I think one of the only pieces of like basketball merchandise I have is actually a Miami Heat shirt. You have a Miami Heat shirt? Yeah, you're, I'm going to tell you something that might blow your mind. Because I remember Jake's reaction to this made me realize it was a bigger deal than I thought it was. Uh -huh. It's a LeBron James t-shirt. Mm -hmm. It's signed by LeBron James. How did you get that? Um, so my step... Where is that? It, <laughs> funny enough, closet. it is folded up. <laughs> In my closet, like on the floor. You could sell that for a lot of money, I feel like. I, I This is the thing. I didn't really realize this, but like, yeah, I guess I could. <laughs> It'd be like having so, a signed uh, Mario Lemieux jersey so or a t-shirt. David. Basically, a family friend of mine or a someone, sorry, not a family friend, someone who is friends with a member of my family that I don't know that well, uh, worked with LeBron James um, in real estate. And I guess... In some exchange, brought him a shirt, like a LeBron James Miami Heat t-shirt, wow. and had him sign it. And I think he might have had him do a few to give to, like, clients or whatever. Yeah. And he gave one to my stepdad, and he gave it to me. That's crazy. And none of us are really basketball people. Yeah, so that's insane. I, I didn't 
and I remember because I showed it to Jake once and I was just showing him like cool hockey stuff I had. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, you know, and I have this t-shirt too. And I showed it to him and his eyes nearly popped out of his head. He was <laughs> yeah. like, what? This is crumpled up in a ball on the bottom <laughs> of my closet. Me- meanwhile, I have like a signed Tyler Myers jersey that sits in a frame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was over at his place the other day and he had it like on the couch. Like he'd just taken it off. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the one I use in my TikTok videos now. Because oh, yeah. I can't use the Horvat one because I get chirped oh, for it. Oh, dude, I love that. So now I, in all my videos lately, I've been wearing a Myers jersey. Signed. Signed, that's right. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I almost picked up. A signed OEL jersey for you just to make No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah, dude. You didn't Man, see the just, one on Marketplace? Every time we sign an idiotic contract, just, yeah, that's a signed jersey added to the collection. Yeah. <laughs> instead, of, instead of collecting like icons and franchise superstars, just collect the worst contracts in franchise history. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, there you go. Biggest scoop for the week. Boston Celtics. Yeah. Very, very good. Oh. Um. I guess we will get to the the finals, and we we can even recap the Florida, uh, or sorry, the uh, Golden Knights Dallas series a little bit because when we recorded our last episode, it was right before Game Three. Yeah, and we or sorry, it. right before Game Four, and we we did call it. I mean, so did everyone else, but well, Dallas made me. We sweat. were almost wrong. Yeah, they that, almost came back and yeah. got absolutely. Pumped in game six. Yeah. Woo. When they finished game five, though, and Dallas won, they yeah. won two in a row, I was sweating bullets. I was like, we put out a yeah. full <laughs> podcast episode about the Dallas Stars elimination report, <laughs> and they might not get eliminated by the next episode. That was like, yeah, I was very nervous about how that was going to look. That could have been bad. Yeah. But as people know, we do record the day before. And anyway, we now know that they did get eliminated. And yeah, we, we were talking about blowouts and must-win games. Six nothing Vegas well, in game six. Uh, before we go to that, can we go back to game five and talk about Jamie Ben? Did you guys see that? Oh, the cross check. The cross check on that was not that was not in game five. Yeah, I swear we talked about that last week. Uh, yeah, we did. I don't know if we ever went into as no much depth shot. as we. No, that was yeah, we did. That we, was way before. No, no because remember, it was a two we, game suspension. Yeah, and remember we talked about. Um, so it had to have happened in game three. We talked about Jamie Ben and how he would be a good coach. Was it? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely happened before the episode, but we oh, never really shit. got into it because oh, we had okay. a lot to talk about never last mind, week. Man. Yeah, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. Well, it's just insane. The guy tried to chop his head off. Yeah, that was a pretty vicious cross check. And really, not what you want to see from your captain either. Yeah, from either. a captain from a team that's already down, and then you lose him for two games. Just a tough look. Yeah, and those being the only two games they won. Then yeah. he came back, and they got lit up. Yeah. I saw people saying that they should have sat him for that game. I almost like, don't break what's already a... a... A part of me almost wonders, not even like, don't mess with something that's working. Yeah. But like, you think that maybe ignited Vegas a little bit too? Seeing the guy that tried yeah. to decapitate their captain Probably. back in the lineup? Probably. You know, and, and I get it. It's hard to justify sitting a player as good as Jamie Benn in, yeah. in a Sitting a game your like captain that. in a, like a must-win game. Because that's the thing. You know, as a coach, you, you look at that and you go, oh, this is so crazy. It just might work. But if it doesn't work, I'm getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It just. It's high it risk, been a high reward. Pick, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, d- gross move from Ben there. That's disgusting behavior. Um. Anyway. Dallas Stars do eventually get eliminated. And like we said, Vegas just came out flying in game six. What did you guys see in that game? Yeah, I only got to watch parts of it, but it just looked like Vegas wanted it more. It looked like they were done. They wanted to be over, and they did what they wanted. They just manhandled them. Yeah. 
They it seemed like they were just getting outworked everywhere. Jake, did you catch much of that game? I did, and I had to work. I wow. saw a little bit of the second period, but I was at work for most of it. And funny enough, the part that I watched, they were down three nothing, mm-hmm. but Dallas did hold a lot of the momentum while I was watching. So they had. I, I thought moments. they were gonna maybe come back and make a game of it, but yeah, when I saw the final, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, it, it was. It honestly, to me, looked. It didn't even look like Dallas played a bad game. It just looked like they were out of gas. It was like they they used everything they had in the tank, and they were just not as good of a team as Vegas is. That that's just what the game looked like to me. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing wrong with that, but that does send Florida and Vegas as the Stanley Cup Finals matchup. And there's one thing, and this might be a, a less important thing than people think it is, but I'm going to talk about it anyway because this is my podcast and I'm hosting this week. Deal with it. Florida Panthers have now shown some pictures of their jerseys with the Stanley Cup Finals patch. Oh, I saw this. And there is a lot of controversy being sparked because due to the NHL's new advertisement rules and regulations, Florida specifically, because I guess of either the shape or placement of where their advertiser is, had to put their Stanley Cup patches on the other side of the jersey. So on the players, if you're wearing the jersey, it would be on your left side. And that's fine for most of the players, Unless you have a C or an A, in which case the Stanley Cup Finals patch literally barely fits between the logo and and the letter. It it, it looks, looks so like, bad. It looks like a Chinese knockoff yeah, jersey. It looks really bad. It looks really cheap. I don't know how they couldn't have fixed this or how like at least move the advertisement. Like yeah, you got to do something because it looks horrible. Like, this is something where people might say, oh, you're overreacting. When you see this picture, you were going to say, how could they not have fixed this? Like, you just, it just looks out of place. It doesn't look like it belongs there. I've seen some teams in the past that have been um, able to do this uh, is put the patch on their shoulder. But that's only if you don't already have a shoulder patch, because some teams don't have that. I think, if I remember correctly, the New York Rangers have done that where they put the finals patch on their shoulder because how Rangers is slanted. The R comes like all the way up to the armpit on the side that the patch is supposed to be. So they, there's just no room for it. So they put it on the shoulder. That looks nice. I guess Florida didn't want to remove one of their shoulder patches, which is fair, but they, they should have moved the advertisement. In my opinion, the ad should have been like above the captaincy or something. Yeah. Cause it's like their ad. I, I forget who even, is on their jersey, but it's just like a really thin, like it's a word basically written out. Yeah, it's like it's not, not like a fat logo. You yeah. you couldn't. You, there's flexibility there. It just I don't know. I think that is the NHL really sacrificing aesthetics for money, and I think that that is a really bad idea, especially when you're trying to sell tickets in an already small market city for hockey. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a great look. Jake, but. have you seen it yet? No, I didn't. This is the first time hearing about it, but I it is, can't agree well, with you guys. We, we are going to get your live reaction here. I'm going to lean over the desk, and I'm going to show Jake a picture of it, and we'll, uh, we'll, ju- we'll just see what he thinks here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I don't know, like... Yeah. It, like, does dumb. that not look almost like dumb. a knockoff? Like, it just... It looks like something is wrong. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't understand, like... I get that they had to try to fit it in somewhere, but why that side, you know? Like, in the same spot, but on the other side, like, next to the ad? Yeah. 
right? That that's what I wonder if there's like a regulation that the advertisement has to be like fully unobstructed or have a certain amount of space around yeah. it. You know, to be honest, like maybe even put the Stanley Cup patch like on the sleeve or something. You know, like of course you want it on the front, but I mean if you yeah. have to, right? Put it on the sleeve, but then you have to do that for all the players. Yeah, I don't know. Weird. Oh well. Where she goes. Uh, yeah. One thing I want to talk about with these two teams. Yeah. Uh, I saw something about the players on each team. Okay. Guess how many players are from the original Vegas Golden Knights team that made it to the Stanley Cup Finals in their first season? Oh, man. Uh, I'm trying to think here. William Carlson. That's one. Marcia So, Riley Smith. Two, three. Uh, <laughs> The fact that I'm having this much trouble with it, like oh, I, um, oh, the guy from Buffalo, Will Carrier, yeah, uh, I, I want to say like six, yeah. I, I think the last two, I don't have it on me, but I think the last two were uh, Nick Howden and mm-hmm. Shea Theodore. Shea Theodore was an original team, I believe so. Yeah, because where where did he come from he, again? He came from Anaheim. I'm yeah, sure. no, I don't think he was on the original team. Was he not? I don't think so. Uh, maybe no. not. E- either way, that is that is but only a just few a years. Not a lot of players. Yeah. And then you go to uh, Florida. The only players uh, off the top of my head, again, I don't have the graphic or anything, uh, that are originally from Florida, like drafted by them, is Alexander Barkov, Aaron Ekblad, and there was one other person. Everybody else was either free agent or a trade. Wow. That goes to show what a good GM can do for your team. I think it's more, it goes to show what a good city you play in does. Yeah, where you can attract where high you end can talent. you bring in like free agents. You can bring in these players that want to play in the city because you look at Vegas. Who wouldn't want to go play in Vegas? And who wouldn't want to go play in Miami? Yeah. This is the NHL's wet dream is have these big American cities where their big players flock to and will attract bigger audiences. Yeah. That, that is exactly what the NHL is designing to happen here, right? That's what, like, if you are not one of those big cities, the only way to get people to come to you is to have, like, a Connor McDavid, yeah. right? And you can say, oh, you want to play with McDavid? Well, you got to figure out how to live in Edmonton then, but, you know. Yeah, I think this, yeah, just shows that living in a city that attracts players, like, no matter who's on the team or whatever, it just goes to show like what that can do to make you a good team. Yeah. Because you think about like, say like five years ago, the Florida Panthers, like bottom of the barrel, they get a couple good players and then players just start flying over there because uh state free or tax free state. Yeah. Uh, you're living on the beach and it, like you sun all the time. Like it's just a good city. It's a fun city to live in. And then you got Vegas, the exact same thing. Yeah. It just really opens up. It's like, some teams are just destined to not be able to get players to come to their uh, team unless you're drafting them. Yeah, like look at Winnipeg. The the, yeah. the player you were thinking of, the third one, was Anton Lundell. He said Lundell, I thought. No, I said Barkov and Ekblad. Oh, that's right. Sorry, sorry. Um, Yeah, no, you just, it's, um, it seems unfair, but it's also hard to change it. Right, the yeah. players ultimately no, yeah, they, they live where they work. It. Yeah, right. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, it, it is weird to think about a job like that where just like where you live is almost up to other people 
sometimes, right? Oh, yeah, oh you've been traded across the country. Cool. You have a life in Ottawa now. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Imagine how Nino Niederreiter felt when he signed a two-year contract in Nashville and then halfway through the first year got traded to Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what why, I mean. That's why all it's only stars. Like That's why everybody wants that no-move clause or no-trade clause, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's it, like gold. Well, it's also a big deal that uh, I think it was Brian Burke that brought up. Why do you think so many players have seven-team no-trade clauses? Yeah. None of them want to come to Canada because not only is our tax system awful, there are maybe two cities that are worth living in. That's what I mean. Like, if Vancouver was, let's say, like, the, the city of Vancouver was in California or something, we would have a Stanley Cup, I think. Oh, yeah. Play, players would come here. Yeah. You know, they would want to come here. Or maybe not California, but, like, some American state that's, like, similar to, like, Miami or yeah. something like Especially that. Especially if it was tax-free. Yeah. Houston. Yeah, like, going yeah. down to, like, Dallas. Like, just, it's tough. Some cities just uh, are shit out of luck. Yeah. And especially with, you know, trades is one thing, but free agents is the biggest thing. Yeah. Right? And, and I find that interesting because I've actually got a, a switching gears here a little bit. We've got a quote from Carolina's GM, Don Whittle. And, Waddell. Uh, yeah, Whittle. Uh, Waddell. Whittle. Uh, who says they will be very active in the trade market this summer, but he adds that the reason they're going to do that is because free agent signings can be dangerous for teams, implying that they end up paying overpaying for them, whereas with trades, you have a, a better market. So what he's trying to point out here is that his plan going into the offseason is to not really go after big fish and free agency, even though they are in win-now mode, and they should be. He wants to build his team through trades. It's not done often, but I have to say I see the logic behind it. Yeah. Makes sense. You're not going to find a lot of players that want to come live in North Carolina. Also, this free agent class sucks. Yeah, there's not a whole yeah, lot of that's big true as well. Or big fish. Yeah, you've got, what, Kane could be in there. Ryan O'Reilly. Matt Dumba. Oh, Matt Dumba, let's go. <laughs> I mean, that's that's it. Like, like, there's not a whole lot of big fish. Yeah. yeah. I, saw a, um, I saw a post by NHL Discussions today mm -hmm. talking about who the biggest free agents are. And number one was Ryan O'Reilly. Number two, JT Comfer. Number three, Jordan Stahl. Number four, Alex Kerfoot. Number five, Jonathan Taves. Number six, Sean Monahan. Was number this seven, the Eric Holla. <laughs> yeah. Number eight, Nick Bukestad. Number nine, Nolachari. And number 10, Lars Eller. I guess this is assuming Patrick Kane resigns in New York. Yeah. But that, yeah, That's that is tough. a very, very weak free agent class. And so that's just it. I mean, I think Canucks fans now are just petrified of free agency because of what it did to their franchise. But I really like that the GM here has the confidence to go out and say, I'm going to trade skillfully to get better. I'm not going to just enter the free agent lottery and hope that whoever I sign doesn't ruin our team cap-wise. You know, I'm going to go out there and yeah, I'm going to give some stuff up. But I'm going to try to do that and improve. And I, I respect the confidence there. Jake, you got anything on that? or? Yeah, no, just that I said that, you know, those free agents don't really sound very appealing to me anyway. So, yeah, I, I guess if there is a season to not jump into the free agent pool, this this would probably be the year to do that. Exactly. Yeah.
I also think the one thing about this Stanley Cup Finals uh, that I haven't seen a lot of people talk about is you probably have the two best cities to win a Stanley Cup in. Vegas or Miami. Yeah, either one is just going like to be a massive party. crazy party after. I'm interested to see what the vibe in Las Vegas is going to look like because they we, we all talked about it. They got it way too easy. Yeah. Right, they came in not not to diss the the coaches or the players or anything, but the fans. You didn't go through it. Yeah, you know, you didn't have the pain and suffering that's supposed to come out of building a contender. You just you just got one. Yeah. You know, and I wonder if they'll appreciate it more this time. You know, because last time it was almost like this is what hockey is. You get to be in the finals. Yeah. Nah, thirty teams do not get to do that. The, you know, the crazy thing about that was that drew so many people who live in Vegas into the Golden Knights. Like, yeah. when I went to Vegas, they like, it was the start of the playoffs. Everybody was wearing Golden Knights merch. Really? Like, even the hotel staff, everybody had a jersey on. Anybody That's in the casino, cool. they had, like, a hat or they had a shirt on all the game nights. Like, everybody was wearing Golden Knights clothing. I, I, think, I think the best thing that could have possibly happened for the Golden Knights is that they got there the year before the Raiders did. Yeah. You know, because Vegas didn't have a pro sports team. Yeah. So I think it was really almost a race to see who got there first. And because Vegas did, that's what the fans clung on to. I think if they would have gotten the Raiders first and then the Golden Knights came in, not as many people would have cared. Also, the Raiders aren't as good. And now they're getting the Oakland A's. That is, oh, they are? Yeah. Wait, is that like confirmed or is that a rumor? I'm pretty sure it's confirmed. They're building a... I just saw a thing that they've proposed. Uh, I don't know if it's approved or if it's a pr uh, proposed, proposed. Um, a new arena or ballpark. Like a, a ballpark? Yeah, they, oh. yeah, they're setting up a ballpark like right outside of MGM. Didn't even know that was happening. That's that's cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, again, I, I feel like you know, I I think Vegas could have sucked. You know, or the sorry, the Golden Knights could have sucked, and the fans still would have liked them because it was a team. Yeah, you know, but the fact that they also got that miracle run. I think that that really helped them cling on. And then they did, you know, they had a couple years or they had one year where they missed the playoffs, mm. but they've had a bunch of years where they didn't make it past the second round. Yeah. Now they're back in the finals. I really, really, really am interested to see what the atmosphere is going to be like in, in downtown Vegas during the finals here. I think it's also with the amount of uh, betting ads that the NHL has oh, been yeah. using and everything like this is perfect. It's probably going to be the most gambled on uh, Stanley Cup Finals in history. Very well could be. You're yeah. right. Th this is why... This is Sorry, this is kind of random and off topic, but I got to talk about it. When, when the Vegas Golden Knights were getting named, I remember one thing that I thought they wanted to do was call themselves the Aces or something. They wanted it to be like a kind of gambling-themed thing. Yeah. But the NHL shut it down. It was like, no, we can't do that. Team names cannot endorse gambling. And I'm looking at them now going... Yeah. <laughs> Every advertisement Everything. is gambling or online casinos. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean? Oh, no, team name, that's where we draw the line. Like, that would have been cool. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the Golden Knights, but it's not like, it doesn't have much to do with the history of Vegas. Do you guys know who the Burnaby Aces are? Yes. <laughs> okay, I'm lost. <laughs> like, Burnaby Lower Mainland? No, it, it's, <laughs> it's an NHL GM mode. Every AHL team, when you, like, create your own team, you're, it's the Burnaby Aces is your minor league team. Really? Yeah. You know what? I bet I know, well, you guys know where EA Sports started, right? 
Yes. Jake, do you know? In Burnaby. Burnaby North, I believe, it was actually a high school project where they had to create a business. And they ran with it after high school, and it turned into EA Sports. So I, I, I would be interested to know what the backstory on calling them the Aces is. But I would be I would be a million percent confident that that's why they are from Burnaby. So that that's my cool fact. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That would have been good for trivia. That would have. Yeah, but with context, I wouldn't have had that yet. Anyway, Florida is another team where I'm really interested to see how the fans rally around them in the finals. Because again, they are so clowned on by the rest of the league for not being able to sell tickets, yeah. despite being a massive city. Yeah, I, I really hope this draws uh, fans to the seats. I hope the atmosphere is crazy so that way they can just kind of shut down the rumors of like, hey, they don't have fans. I really hope Florida fans come out and they cheer and they just go nuts because you have a team that wasn't supposed to get there. They're in it now and they have a very good chance of winning it all. Yeah. And it's like, it's about more than in the arena too. I want to see like on the streets, I want to see how many people they can get outside the stadium. They're watching on the big screen and stuff like at the outdoor party. Right. Cause inside, I mean, any NHL team can sell out a game in the finals and have a good atmosphere. I'm interested to see how the city rallies around them, yeah. you know, and, and what they can do. Um, but it will, they will unfortunately have some attention taken away because Miami is also in the NBA finals. Yeah, but no games crossover, so I feel like you should be fine. Yeah, you, you are right. It, it is good that they did it. But that Miami's way. definitely getting talked about more than Florida. Yeah, for sure. Well, just because basketball is a bigger sport in the yeah. States. that That's just the way it is. I don't understand it because I'm not a basketball guy. I've always been a hockey guy. I've always believed it's more entertaining, but a lot of Americans disagree with me. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think that about does it. Yeah. I mean, next episode should be three games in. So yep. we kind of get to talk about how each team's looking, uh, how players are looking and get more in depth about the actual series. Yeah. Because right now we're kind of just taking guesses. Yeah. And I'm so excited to watch this. Like yeah. this should be one of the most fun series to watch ever. It's very two different teams. Yes. And two different cities and just, it's all going to clash together and it's going to be a really, really fun series. To, to me, the only thing that could have made it better is if they had like a history or like a rivalry or something. Yeah, that'd be fun. But but they don't. And you, I mean, come on, it's not going to be perfect, right? But yeah. two really fun teams, two really fun cities. I can't wait to see how they stack up. Uh, I think Brad Living was hired by the Leafs. Right. I completely forgot to write that down. You're right. Brad Living, former GM of the Calgary Flames, who kind of burnt out there, uh, has been hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs after firing Kyle Dubas, who built the team they have now. Uh, sorry, we'll, we'll jump, we'll, we'll do this, but we'll, we'll try to do it relatively quickly. I have opinions on this, and I'm interested to hear your guys. So, J Jake, why don't you start us off? Because you were the one that so kindly reminded me that this happened. I have no opinion. It literally is one of those headlines where it's like, only because it's happening in Toronto is it even being talked about. Like, if any other team hired a GM, it's like, whatever. I disagree because of the situation. And, I, and I'm the anti-Toronto guy. Like, I don't want to talk about them that much. But if you look around the league, if you had a GM who did what Dubas did, you know, built a team of that with what you can argue it all you want, they are superstars leading the charge on forwards. You have a defenseman like Ryan O'Reilly. 
You have a carousel of goalies who always seem to be able to show up to some extent in the playoffs. But you can just never break past the first round. You finally do, and you get swept in the second round, and then you get fired. Well, they didn't get swept. Oh, yeah, they won a game, didn't they? They just won the one game, right? Yeah, they lost it in five. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, I, I, you, you are right. Thank you. Um, but I don't know. I, I've been, I've always hated Toronto, but I've always kind of liked Kyle Dubas. I think he's a really good GM. I would be happy to have him. Not that the bar has been set very high in Vancouver, but I, I think he's a great GM, and I think anyone that gets him in their organization is lucky. That, that's about all I got on that one. Um, anyway, you've heard enough about what I think. You've heard enough about what Jake thinks. I think it's time we find out what Alex thinks. Thoughts? I think I could beat a deer up in a fight. Hang on. You think you could beat up a deer in a fight? Yep. I think one-on-one, no weapons. I think I take the deer down. <laughs> These biceps yeah. count. No, no. <laughs> if the deer pulls up strapped up with a Glock, Alex can stand a chance. Bop, bop, bop. Yeah, I don't think those hooves are fitting in the trigger. I think... I don't know, dude. A deer runs at you like head first, gets you between its antlers. But it's not... You're, you're done, pal. Uh, first off, I don't think deers have antlers. They exclusively have antlers. What are you talking about? What do you about? mean exclusively? They have fucking ears. <laughs> okay, I guess they, they have other body parts as well. But I mean, that's a poor choice of words. <laughs> exclusively have antlers. <laughs> They're just made out of horns. Dude, deers fucking have giant antlers? bone statues. Deers don't have antlers, Yes, do they? they do. No, they don't. They have horns, don't they? No, no, no. Not, no, a horn is like, a, a, horn is like what a rhino has. No, reindeers have antlers. What? Deers don't. Yes, they do. No. Yeah. Bambi didn't. Bambi was a baby. Okay. Babies don't have them. They grow when they get older. Bambi's dad had them. I don't think they do. Bambi's dad had massive antlers. Maybe males have antlers. Yeah, they do. They do. So you think you could beat the shit out of a female deer? Yeah. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You misogynist. (laughs) Wow. Leading the charge. Alex, that is disgusting. I think even with, I could beat up a male or female deer. Nah, dude. Yeah, because I just grab the antler and just twist it, and they're on the ground. Break twist it? You think a, you just flip it if you grab or, it by the antler? Or I just lay on the ground, they trip over me, break their leg, they can't get up. Curb stomp, curb stomp, curb stomp. <laughs> dude, if you lay on the ground, you're getting curb stomped. No. Your, your plan is to be a speed bump and trip the I, deer? I honestly <laughs> think if you can get one of the legs out, you're, like, you're good. It has three more legs, dude. It's not going to be able to stand up. <laughs> Why would I can stand on two legs? You think a deer can't stand on three? If you, that was that kind of blew my mind that you think that that's a genuine argument. <laughs> that deer, Bro, deers aren't deers deer, can't stand with two legs. Deers aren't bipedal. They need <laughs> it. Only needs three. You no. said you, how many? How many legs are you tying up at once? How is it moving? I take away its front left leg. <laughs> okay, the front right leg fucking steps on your nose, dude. I'm not on the ground still. I've <laughs> Where, stood up. How long are your arms? You're standing straight up and grabbing its hook. Wait, wait, no, wait. I like you Neanderthal. Kick it. I sidekick it as side it runs past it. me. Kick it, falls to the ground, jump on it. It tries to get up, can't, and then it's done. 
Okay, what? How are you? What do you mean done? Like, how are you finishing a deer on the ground? What's the ground know. game against a deer? I don't know. Like maybe a full Nelson. <laughs> a full Nelson <laughs> around its broken legs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe triangle lock? I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> this is absolutely horrendous. Uh, I'm so sorry for any animal activists out there listening to this episode. I would never do it. Uh, <laughs> you just think that if you had but to, if you I could. had to, I think right, I could. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a great way to end that argument. Oh, man. Um, you are okay. wrong, yeah. but anything else you got for us there? Uh, what's a Sharpie? It's a, uh, wait, it's a felt pen. Uh, yeah. It is, is it? a black felt pen. Do is you, that all it is? Yeah. I mean, it's a permanent marker, but yeah. So is it a felt pen or is it a permanent marker? Oh, Bro, that can be the same so thing. Can it? That's like it's, saying, that's so, like saying, so is a pencil. We, so why are we going, hey, can I have a Sharpie instead of, hey, can I have a felt marker? Well, I guess some people. That's like okay. saying, why, why do you ask for a Kleenex instead of a tissue? Is that really how it is, though? Like, no, I feel like a Sharpie is something different. No. It's, I guess it's a specific shape almost, maybe. Like, if you ask for a Sharpie, like, Sharpie makes different sizes of pens. Mm -hmm. But if you ask someone for a Sharpie, we're all thinking of the same size. Yeah, the fine tip Sharpie. Yeah, we're thinking of the one that, like, uh, like for me, anyway, whoa, like, whoa. a player would sign a jersey with. We're yeah, thinking yeah. of that pen. Th are you thinking of, like, a fine liner, Jake? No. Okay, okay. The, the, the one that you're thinking of is called a fine tip. The fine liner is called ultra fine tip. That's just what they're called. Okay, I know I'm not. I'm okay, not arguing with right, you. Okay, but I'm, I'm. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. A, a sharpie, like to me, is it, it is first and foremost. It is a brand of writing utensil. Yeah, it's like yeah. why do you call a zamboni a zamboni? Yeah, it's it, an ice resurfacing machine. That's right. Is that what? Did you? Which one did they have at the rec center you worked at, Jake? Was uh, were they zambonis yeah. or generic ice resurfacing machines? Well, the two brands are zamboni and Olympia, but they all had zambonis. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, no. So I, I think that I hope we answered your question, Alex. Kind of. What is it? So it's just a felt marker. It is a brand of felt markers. Mm -hmm. It's weird. I don't like it. You. Anyways. Oh. Uh, All right. My last thought. Are you guys high sock people or low sock people? I have always been a low sock person, but two things have changed. One is that high socks are seemingly coming into fashion, and like people are wearing like. Uh, like sandals with like, like that whole like dad look that we joked about in 2016 of socks and sandals. Yeah. It's become a style now. Yeah. It's a thing. So it's coming into style. Also my steel toe work boots. I get really bad blisters on my oh, ankles. Yeah. If, if wearing, I don't wear high if socks. If you're wearing steel toes, you have to be wearing high socks. Yeah. So now I think because of those two things, I'm becoming a high sock person. But mm. pers personally, if I'm walking around the house, way more comfortable in like ankle socks. That's really? what yeah. I'm way more comfortable in high socks. Nah, they make like my shins itchy. I mean, I, I, my high socks, like I don't get like the Nike ones that go super high. Mine go to like four finger lengths above my ankle bone. Yeah. Okay. I just measured that. That adds, that makes sense. Like mine's, me. mine's not high, high. Like it doesn't that's go to still the like, that's high enough calf. that it would, it would make me itchy there. Like I'm itchy just thinking about it. Think, for anyone I think who, you need better socks. Nah, I think that's nah. the problem. Like for anyone out there who played soccer, you know, when you take your socks off and your shin pads off, the first thing you want to do is just scratch the hell out of your shin. Cause it's just, I don't know why it just gets itchy. Right. This, this is the same thing for me. I'm much more comfortable. Like here, Alex, you can see what I'm wearing right now. They're the Puma Costco socks. Yeah. Everyone Everybody and their has dog game. has Puma, Puma Costco. Costco socks. That's Everyone has them. Everyone's parents bought it for them. They're cheap. They're comfy. They work. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was a Fila guy for a while. Costco had Fila, and I liked them. I'm back to Puma. This is the way to go. These are like my everyday just going out running errands socks. It's too bad Tyler isn't here. Why? What? What's his sock game like? Barefoot. Oh, I thought you were gonna say crusty. I've become uh, more of a barefoot person. Yeah, I wouldn't go I like I, I wouldn't cold. go out to to like uh, like a party or something like that barefoot. But like coming here, <laughs> yeah, where it's just like call. you guys. Like I'll go barefoot. I don't really care. Or if I'm like just like running over, like doing something quick, I'll go barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. But I, like, I, I don't if know. I'm my going my like feet get out, cold really fast. If I'm going out for like longer than thirty minutes, I'm wearing socks. Yeah, but I'm going ankle socks all the way. Jake, what are you? Oh, I'm a I'm a short ankle really ankle sock guy. Yeah. 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 When I was a kid, I was big into the high high socks, but dude, I don't know. I I used to wear a lot of shorts as a kid and. High ankle socks with shorts just ain't a vibe. It is it's now. Not, it's not it didn't used to be. It is I was now. Say, I wear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You've kind of just dissed Alex's whole personality. <laughs> I'm just a high sock guy. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm also a short guy. Anyway, you want to see more pictures of that, you can find that on Instagram. I have as, one more thought. Oh, you have a thought? I do. Okay. Whoa. Look out, look out, look Jake's thoughts. <laughs> Do you know what an Italian BMT stands for? <laughs> We're not doing this. <laughs> it's not going to be as funny. We're just going to be like, no, no. Like, this is a total is inside there? joke that is only going to be funny to us. But right, it, okay. man, we had a conversation okay. earlier, and it is a shame it was yeah. not recorded. Whatever you think it stands for, you're wrong. <laughs> it is. Go look it up. You're, you're it's wrong. Jake's nickname. Yeah, yeah. Jacob. <laughs> that's that's his nickname on the, on the boozers now is BMT. <laughs> You know what? For those, those of you, go, go ahead and look up what a BMT is. An Italian BMT. Oh, sorry, an Italian BMT? <laughs> that, that, that's Jake. Jake the Italian BMT. It's a sandwich at Subway, all right? You want to learn more about that, you can find you us. Need, you need the context. This is a sandwich. No, no, no. no. This I'm, is Jake's nickname. Yeah. All you need to know is Jake embodies the BMT. <laughs> As I was saying, you want to find out more about that, you can follow us across all of our social media platforms on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which at Vancouver Boys Podcast. On Twitter, you can find Tyler and all of his away-from-work shenanigans at Vancouver Boys underscore. And for serious inquiries, shoot us an email at VancouverBoysPodcast at gmail.com. That wraps it up for episode 107. Great show tonight, boys. Uh, from all of us at Vancouver Boys Studios, thank you so much for listening. And uh, that wraps it up for this one. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Italian BMT. Patrick Waugh. Patrick Waugh was the answer to the trivia question. Yep, so Jake he got has it. one at three Stanley oh, Cups. Oh, shit, I did get However, it. However, you guys got the years wrong. He got two with Montreal. Oh, really? He got two with Montreal, one oh, with Colorado. Oh, right, he won one in 85? Yeah, you had the years wrong. Yeah, it was 85, wow. 85, 93, and 96, right? Somehow I didn't even realize he'd played. Uh, no, it. he won in, uh, won in the 2000. Oh, 2002? Yeah. Oh, with Colorado? Yeah. 2001? Yeah, it was something like that. Uh, the one that they won in 95 or whatever, uh, Joe Sackick was the Colin Smith winner. Oh, cool. Mm. Okay. The more you know. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Glad, glad we did that. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, see you later. Yeah, that's it. Bye.
Jesus, Alex. You need to be way more careful with the equipment, man. It's expensive, you know. I moved it. We are gonna be. This is coming off of your Don't paycheck. Don't move it. <laughs> we're billing you for that. Yeah, we're gonna have to build a whole new studio now. Yeah.